Hello, this is Katie. This is a guy. And we're back with our Lo-Fi podcast this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where? What episode is this? Do you know? Episode eight. Oh, that's not too bad. No. We're getting up there. We're getting up there. I should go back and listen to the first uh, podcast and see how, I, how I've grown as a person since then. Right. Because that was more than eight weeks ago. That was, was I want to say, more like 14, tw- tw- more than maybe 12 weeks ago. I don't know. We only missed like two weeks. So. I think we missed another week, though. I think there was a week in there and we missed another time. Maybe. 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 I don't know. It was like 10 weeks ago. At least. At least. Yeah. The world was a different place then. It was. I could go and get chicken nuggets whenever I pleased. That's true. That's actually not true for me. <laughs> <laughs> Any, most people, most Americans, mo- many people who live in our town could go get chicken nuggets whenever Which they wanted to. may or may to. not be America, yes. <laughs> may or may not be America. You can tell from my very Russian accent. I suppress it slightly. I can say Deutsch. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> But Dostvedonia? No, I was going to say uh, Dostoevsky. 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 Oh, Jesus. Exactly. I sometimes get Russian and German mixed with my head, but when you hear them, like, when you hear them, it's, it's, it's obvious. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Polish and Russian for me, or Ukrainian, but those are actually more related languages, so it makes more sense. But Polish came down on the the Catholic side, so they use the same alphabet that English, Spanish, and uh, English, Spanish, French, Italian does. I'll take your word for it. I don't know. (laughs) Mark that on the calendar. Wish I could speak all languages. It's one of those things like, I wish, but I don't want to put any effort towards actually learning other (laughs) languages. I just want to wake up one day and have it uh, in my head. Or anyway, anyway. Uh, last time, I don't, know, I don't remember how much game talk we got in. You know? Let's see, have you played anything new? Uh, no. Mm, mm, mm. All these cheap indie games on sale right now on the uh, PlayStation Network. They're just doubling, tripling up sales. I think there's an under 20 sale. There's a hidden gem sale. And I think there's a popular in Japan sale going on. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, maybe I'll go check that out after this. Yeah, yeah. Like, yesterday, I downloaded uh, a game called Outward. Mm-hmm. So I could play up my friend Eric. Oh, man, I probably shouldn't use his name. You know, we have talking codes around here. With my friend Derek. <laughs> and it is... It, ooh, that, that's an ugly game. It's... Okay, let's see. It looks like a late-generation PS2 game mm-hmm. with the draw distance of a 360 game, mm. but the objects in the draw distance look like a PS1 game. With higher resolution. I think you just broke me. It's is it's not pretty to look at, no. But at the same... Oh, we also noticed it also looks a lot like Dark Souls 2. <laughs> huh. Like, design-wise, you uh-huh. know? You have just like the most. How do you, how do you put it? Because he said it perfectly. Come on, like, you know what? Because we're doing a tutorial. Uh, he's like, I'm like, this game looks like Dark Souls too. He's like, yeah, I was thinking that because it's a uh, like washed out, blurry, boring textures with no lighting. 
hot take if you want to, but Dark Souls 2 looks like crap. Well, that's not a hot take. Everyone thinks Dark Souls looks like crap. Two. Dark Souls 2. Dark Souls looks two. like crap. Dark Souls 2. The rest of the games have artistry, okay? Everything's cohesive. Everything goes together. It has a nice flow. Dark Souls 2 does not have a flow. It's just ugly castles and ugly bogs and ugly volcanoes and more ugly poison bogs. Though, um, what's the, not Lothric, um, Drangleic Castle looks okay. Because when you first get there, it's like in a storm, there's lightning and stuff, you know? <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, this looks great. It doesn't look like Dark Souls, it looks like a old Hammer horror film. You know, but I'm okay, I'm, I'm kind of feeling this. Mm -hmm. And then, like, uh, two giant woolly, two giant woolly mammoth monsters who were one statues just come in and start just beating the f out of you, you know? I'm not gonna get into Dark Souls 2 for too long. Because, uh, you know, I could get stuck on that for a while. But one of the main issues I, I and I think I will have with the game is it's balancing. Because it's not. Instead of making interesting enemies to fight a lot of the times, like the uh, High Knights are pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But usually they're like, um, throw more. Just throw more enemies. Make it harder. Like literally these things, these woolly, these mammoth monsters are like 11 feet tall, take a shit ton of damage, mm -hmm. have big range, and they just, like getting up to the door of Drang Lake Castle, you have to fight like six of them. Like two at a time, and I think the last, like the first is like two, then there are two, and then I think three, so like seven. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, why? And then there's a bunch of little guys running around too throwing crap at you. Mm -hmm. Not fun. It's not fun. That doesn't sound fun. No, they've, they've uh, lost a philosophy that's in Bloodborne, Dark Souls 1, and Dark Souls 3, mm -hmm. where if there's a bunch of enemies, they can be fast and do a lot of damage, but they have low HP. Big things that have a high HP and high defense and do high damage usually fight them one-on-one. -on -one. So it can be, you know, kind of fair. Or at the very least, there might be some low guys around, but you take them out quickly. Mm -hmm. Dark Souls 2 doesn't do that. I'm just surrounded by scores of high damage, high HP monsters who just shoot lasers all day. And... I'm trying to remember the director of 2. But dude's like, you dropped the ball so hard. He goes, oh, they like the game to be difficult. We make the game difficult. It's like, that's not the point. I think I harped on this on like episode one or two, you know. That old, what's that guy's name? Uh, oh my lord, I can't remember Dark Souls. Miyazaki. Because I always think of Studio Ghibli. <laughs> it's definitely not a Studio Ghibli game. Dude, I would love for them to do something with Studio Ghibli. Because it would work because a lot of the uh, Ghibli stuff isn't, well, what's the word, saccharine sweet, you know? Right. It could work. It could have, like, Dark Elements, um, like, Studio Ghibli, especially in, like, the 90s, and uh, I guess the early 2000s, too. I'm going to say before the Ponyo era, when Miyazaki was always at the helm. Mm -hmm. When it comes to fantasy, like, fantasy, they, there was some darkness in there. There was some threat. And that's the thing I think some people forget, is that part of a fantasy adventure is encountering fantastic creatures. And 
dangerous things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like um, the Don Bluth movies back in the day. Uh, you know, never not never ending story. Uh, what's with the dinosaurs? Land Before Time. Land Before Time. American Tale. Uh, Secret of Nim. Mm-hmm. It's like these are movies that have a dark twist going on in them. Um, you know, they're kid. They're for kids. They're for children. People are like, oh, the kids shouldn't watch that. It'll make them sad. It's like life will make you sad. But life you know, is sad. Yeah, but you know what happened? By the end of the movie, a positive outcome is resolved. So like, mm-hmm. oh, you can go. Bad things can happen, but things can get better. Mm-hmm. And that's a good lesson for you know a kid to learn. Like, oh, Littlefoot, did I cry when Littlefoot Mama died? Yeah. It was a sad scene, you mm-hmm. know? I was like, oh. But you know, by the end of the movie, things were looking up more. Uh-huh. So I think a Studio Ghibli, Miyazaki, and Miyazaki together movie. Uh-huh. I think it'd be good. It'd have some dark stuff in there. Some Something messed up shit might happen. But, you know, you have the positive outcome. I think because when I, uh, I immediately think of um, Princess Mononoke, when I think of Studio Ghibli, because that's my favorite. Uh-huh. And that's, you know, a dark fantasy. Leech-covered boars and forest gods whose heads melt people. He, man, that forest god was... Creepy looking? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. What's the last Studio Ghibli movie that came out? Fire flower? Witch? Fire? Witch? Fire? The Witch's Flower? Yeah, that's the one. Mary and the Witch's Flower. You might be right. I think you're right. Okay, before that, it was what? um, About the Japanese airplane designer dude? Like uh, up on Poppy Hill? Mm -hmm. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that one. Me neither. I wanted to. Because, you know, I like Ghibli stuff. But then I think somebody was trying to explain the politics of, like, I don't care. So, yeah, it's based on this guy who was, like, you know, designing warplanes for, uh, I don't remember if it was World War I or World War II, you know? And then when, after the war, people were like, why did you do these atrocities? And he's like, I just like designing airplanes. It's been my dream since I was a child. Because <laughs> I'm Japanese and the government hired me. I made planes, you know? Uh-huh. But I'm not going to get into that. Because then you have, you are know, like, uh escaped Nazi war criminals and people were like well why didn't you do anything to stop I was like I didn't want to die because they would have just killed me you know mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of those things it's easy after the fact to be like I wouldn't have done that it's like I don't know I wasn't there I like to think I wouldn't be you know a monster and be monstrous mm-hmm. but then again I also like might not be living in Poland and have Six kids. You know, we can't leave. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh God. They want me to make, you know, new bombs. I don't want to do it because I don't... <coughs> I might not necessarily agree with their political ideology, but if I don't do it, they'll just kill me and my family. Mm-hmm. And somebody else will do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where's the story going? <laughs> What's this about? Studio Ghibli? Yeah. Yeah, that's a movie right there. We were purposely avoiding dis- we were purposely avoiding talking about Nino Cooney for some reason. Why will we talk about Nino Cooney? Oh, oh! Oh, no, snap! I forgot, yeah. Well, that's not a Miyazaki thing, like, 
Dark Souls Miyazaki, but they right. did make a game, yeah. Yeah. Well, they made a game, and then they made something else. They made a... Someone else made a sequel in 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 a similar style, but it was not the same game. It wasn't the same kind of gameplay. No. It was technically tangential. It did not have the narrative bite of Nino Kuni 1. And yes, if you can't tell, I don't like Nino Kuni 2. I don't like Nino Kuni 1. What? It was so boring. Have you played 2? No. <laughs> if you think one's boring, <laughs> I've got I got a surprise for you. It was hard and boring, which to me is a sin. Oh, it wasn't that bad. Yes, it was that bad. Oh, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Did you finish Nino Kuni 1? No. Oh, okay. But it wasn't because of a Oh, no. Oh, issue no. Thing. It wasn't because. No. <laughs> no. no. You didn't. No, no. You d- you're, you're somehow still superior, even though you also didn't finish it. But I had different reasons for not finishing it. <laughs> I didn't finish it because I got bored. <laughs> but, the, but the combat was easy. Well, to me, the combat was, uh, I think it was moderate. Like, it was right in the sweet spot for me. Because regular battles weren't that bad, and the boss battles took a little bit more, uh-huh. like, focus. I don't know. It just... I like a good long RPG, but it seemed like it was going on a little too long. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I, I, ugh, I was enjoying it while I was playing it. Until I got distracted by something. I know what it was. I was trying to do the monster raising thing. And I got caught in the endless cycle of trying to get like more monsters mm-hmm. to do something with. And instead mm-hmm. of progressing the game, I did that for like 60 hours. And then I burned myself out. I didn't even do any of that. I just got bored. I got, and I also got angry because I specifically remember screaming, Drippy, you fuck, why won't you heal me? Does Drippy heal? Oh, yeah, he can heal. Yeah. Yeah. There's a chance he can heal. That's right. Yeah, and it was a poor chance. <laughs> well, you get a healer later. Yeah, well, look, I was, I, I also am not going to lie. I was very bad at Nino Kuni. Hmm. But that may have I been have a contributing to be factor. honest. I'm not really excited to go back and revisit Nino Kuni. I'm not at all interested in playing Nino Kuni 2. I, ooh. Although I do own it. I got rid of mine as soon as I platinumed it. I remember, I think I was there and you like deleted it auto- immediately. I think so. And people listening might ask, well, if you didn't like it, why'd you platinum it? Here, all right. I'm aware of my own dumb brain. And how my brain works. And since the dawn of my gaming, if I have a game I don't like, and I get rid of it, over time my brain will be like, hey, was it really that bad? You were a stupid kid back then, two years ago. <laughs> Maybe you just weren't in the right mindset. And then I'll rebuy that bad game. Play it, I'll be like, oh my god, it's worse than I remember. And then I'll get rid of it. And then three years later, I'm like, was it really that bad? So now, with a bad game, I make myself complete it. So there's no reason to ever rebuy it. Like I said, it's platinumed. I don't have to pick it up anymore. There's nothing else I can get from that game. And like DLC that I might add later, I don't care. I've completed the game. Yes. Um, do you know I don't have any platinums? 
I think I only have like two. I know it's Bloodborne and I think Neo Kuni too. Cause I don't usually go for Platinums, you know? And for the most part nowadays, since you have the ability to look up reviews and watch videos of games, mm -hmm. I tend not to buy crap I don't like now. True, 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 true. Thank goodness. So the gaming industry hates that, I'm sure. You know what? I know what. Did you ever play Minute? No. I saw it. Mm -hmm. I thought it looked interesting. Mm -hmm. But also, the sort of thing would stress me out. I don't... I think that you would really like it, actually. And I own that game. And so, definitely, this week, you're going to have to play it. I did see it on your uh, like list of games. Mm -hmm. You'll have to play that one. Well, it should only take me a minute to fi finish it, right? <laughs> Yuck. Oh, such humor. You're better at gaming than me, so actually you might uh, grasp onto it faster than I did. And as I get older, I don't like to play... I've been saying I don't like to play stressful games. It's not really stress... For, for you to have platinumed Bloodborne and to be playing it again for fun, your idea of stressful and my idea of stressful are so different. Yes. Like, Minute has a strict time limit. You know? Like, with someone with Bloodborne, I can just stand around for two hours if I want to. Level up, get stronger, you know? Take time in the Chalice Dungeons to farm up gems. It's, um... In a, a game like that, you have the ability to overpower the game with persistence. You have that ability in Minute. Well, that's... Um, that's kind of the point of the game, though, because you have to keep playing it to unlock, like, checkpoints and progress the story. I mean, you're right. It is persistence, but knowing I only have 60 seconds to attempt to accomplish something. But 60 seconds is so much. I think that one of the things about Minute is that it really challenges your idea of time and how long something is. Because you find that you can get so much done in a minute. And I would, because everything does these days, relate this back to, like, a battle in Final Fantasy XIV. Mm -hmm. you, you pop a cooldown. Like, let's say, one of your summoner cooldowns. How long are those? Those are 40, 40, a 40 count, right? Yeah, it depends on it. It's like well, 40, 30, 50. Some, some of them are 40. Yeah. The one that your tri disaster count is 40. Is it? Yes. Okay, I saw it 60. No, it's 40. Okay. I mean, it may have been 60 at one time, but it's 40 now. But if you think about how long it seems to you before you can pop that again when you're doing um, something. You know what I mean? When you're like fighting a boss and you really want that phoenix to come and mm -hmm. you're waiting, 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 waiting. That seems like an eternity. That's, oh, yeah. There's all those things that you can get done in that minute. And and the game minute plays with that reality as well. Is that you think you have no time. But in fact you have so much time. Well I literally have a minute. Right. Um, there's an episode of like Mike from Star from Red Letter here. Uh -huh. So I'm talking about Star Trek all the time. Mm -hmm. But there's a good episode of Star Trek. Star Trek. Star Trek. Where... I mean, you're aware of Star Trek, right? Next Gen? Sure. Well, Riker goes in to talk to Data. Uh -huh. You know, Riker, Beardo, Data, the android. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. 
And Dana's sitting there just um, staring at it. I only watched it every day. What? I only watched it every day for two years straight, but that's fine. There we go. And he's staring at a a kettle. And Riker's like, what are you doing, Dana? He's like, I've heard the uh, human expression that, what's it, like uh, a watched kettle never boils. A watched pot never boils. Right. And he's like, but, you know, I've done this experiment many times. It always boils at the exact same time. And he's, uh, he's like, my internal chronometer tells me. He's like, mm-hmm. well, Dana, humans don't have an internal chronometer. Mm-hmm. Try turning it off, you know? Mm-hmm. And it relates to what you're saying. Because it's like, where your focus is, even though it's always the same amount of time passing, distractions, focus, other things you're doing with your hands, it mm-hmm. skews the perception of time. Mm-hmm. That's by human nature. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're right that... Once you, especially once you get used to how minute plays, I'm pretty sure 60 seconds is a lot of time. Mm-hmm. What's kind of like this podcast? This thing's usually an hour, but it feels like it's 15 minutes. It's true. Sometimes, I, I mean, how much time has already passed? We've already been recording for 21 minutes. See, that's bull crap. We've been recording for five minutes. Yeah, that's how that's, it felt like five minutes. Right. I mean. Time is wonky, it's distorted, it's convoluted, you know, Lordron, uh, Solaire, whatever. <laughs> it's, uh, it's wacky. Wibbly wobbly. Timey wimey. Precisely, precisely. But, um, you know, Cooney, he's, man, these tangents just go all over the place. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd like to see the two Miyazakis get together and make a <sighs> depressing game. <laughs> Full of machines. No, full of the undead. Ooh, the undead. You know, like Dark Souls. Like Dark Souls. Because if you want to make it with machines, you need to get um, the guy from Nier. Mm-hmm. Whose name I... Yoshitaki? No. Is it Yoshitaki? Are you talking about Yoko Taro? Yoko Taro. Yeah, like get him together with Studio Ghibli. You just make something that makes everyone feel terrible. Oh, my Lord. You're not wrong there. Like Grave of the Fireflies. Oof. <sighs> Oof. That's a... Mm, that mm. bites. And I mean, it bites me emotionally, not like bites us and sucks. It's good, I guess, depending on what you're going and looking for. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, mm, war bad, war bad, man. Mm-hmm. Anyone who hasn't seen Grave of the Fireflies, don't. Unless you want to feel bad. Yeah, there's like existential dread. And then there's, like, what comes after that, which is just a brokenness that you're not sure can ever be fixed again. Well, it's also one of those, like, with that, you don't have time for existential dread in that situation because the then, there, and now of just survival mm-hmm. occupies your mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't be, th- mm-hmm. you don't have time to think about how to, like, oh, my God, I need to get food, I need to get water. Mm-hmm. Why is my hair falling out? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's true. It's true. Uh, I got I, I got. I need a palate cleanser. I, I can't have that bouncing around in my head right now. Uh, I'm sorry. Street sharks. Uh, biker mice from Mars. How oh, ridiculous. Vieira. Who? Vieira. What, the cat girl? The, the bunny people? Yeah. No, I need big muscular... Battle Toads. Yeah, the Battle Toads. What's that? Pimple Zit. I don't know their Wart. names. Wart. Yeah, yeah the, that makes sense because it's a frog. Yeah, disgusting. Okay, I'm good now. Okay. I got these beefy toads in my head now. Uh, cartoon punching 
rats or whatever they were fighting. Dude, I used to own Battletoads at some point. I had the Genesis version, if I'm not mistaken. Sega! Sega! And my former friend, uh, we'll call him Gnarls. <laughs> he had the uh, Super Nintendo one, I think. Yeah, it's hard to remember. So deeper than time stream. But I never beat it. Because it's not possible. Or did I? Was the boss in space on a spaceship? Did I punch him and they went flying off? I literally have no idea what you're talking about. Battletoads. I don't... I've not see, the only part of Battletoads I've seen was when that one guy was trying to beat it online. Which one guy? The friend of the guy. Boots. Bootsy? Yeah. Oh, so what, uh, like, James Rolfe and his crew? Yeah. It was probably either Bootsy or uh, Mike, right? No, it was Bootsy. It was Bootsy? It was not, it was not Mike. It was not BDE Mike. <laughs> Good old Mike. Mike Matea. I do remember about Altos that, um... The enemy legion they were fighting was being led by, like, some lady in S&M gear, I think. Mm -hmm. Which was always kind of weird. I don't know why she hates these toads. Or why they hate her. They're anthropomorphized toads. Does she need a reason? I guess, oh my god. Okay, I don't think I beat this. Wait, where, there's an NES version of this, wasn't there? Yeah, I think it was NES and not Super Nintendo. I think it was Super but Nintendo I, one, too. I wasn't going to correct you because I actually don't know. Maybe we'll play those NES, because what I'm watching here does not do, look do, do. familiar. Let's see. I should have taken a longer nap. You're going to be both. Oh, man. You know, for an NES game, that looks pretty solid. Okay, enough of Battletoads. I'm surprised they didn't try to do a gritty 3D remake of that. In the, uh, like in the end of the PS2 leading to the PS3 and 360 era. Or I guess it... It was also near the beginning of uh -huh. the PS2 era where everything was going 3D, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I think that that's correct. I bet you if I Google it, you can find some uh, scrap document about uh, them planning. Is that a raccoon? Yes, it is a raccoon. Dang it, my water bottle. <sighs> All that effort to get it. Did you lose it? When I was down here, it's fly out of my hands. Oh, uh, well, I, you know, I can't, I don't. There we go. You're the one who opened the door. I had to reach my bottle that way. It was, uh, my gut got in the way. <laughs> Cycling back. <laughs> Cycling way back. Outwards ugly. <laughs> But it's kind of fun co-op. And we spent about five hours playing that yesterday. Trying to get a handle on it. And like so many other things, it's more fun with two people. But uh, it's hard to look at sometimes, man. Who are you playing that with? Derek. Ah. Uh. Oh, Derek was in town? No, man. Online. Oh, oh. 
We each uh, bought a copy because it was on sale for like 17 bucks. Gotcha. I think that's a little much, but. You know, it's hard to. Uh... <sighs> yeah, I'm sorry for yawning. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's been a day. I thought that this nitro coffee would help me, but I didn't drink it soon enough, so. Yeah, I was about to say, it's going to take probably, what, at least 30 minutes to get yeah. in. I'll be awake at 1 a.m. cursing this nitro coffee. Mm. Sure. But that's fine. I'm always awake at 1 a.m. Not me. Unless I can't breathe and I wake up and I, you know, sit there suffocating for a little while. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing because it's really not a laughing matter to suffocate. I'm a little concerned myself, but all right. <laughs> Though lately it hasn't happened as much. I don't know. I'm hoping it's allergies, you know. It seems like a kind of an allergy thing, but it also may not be. It's kind of weird. But I still lean towards being allergic because I take like a Claritin, you know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really happen for, you know, many, many days. If I don't, and let's say I sniff a dog and eat some flowers, I tend to have trouble. So I, I, I figure it might be related. I feel like uh, today we've had a little bit of a problem staying on topic. That's not unusual. No, no, it's it's not, but even more so than usual. But did we have a topic to begin with? No, that's, we had no agenda. I think that we just sat down and started recording. That's fine. It is Off fun. the cuff, you know, mm-hmm. raw, unfiltered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, are you ready to hear about my week? Oh, sure, sure. Rock it. <laughs> so this week, besides spending what can only be described as a mind-numbing amount of time leveling my black mage where in case you're new to the podcast i've now begun to discuss final fantasy 14 mm-hmm. um so i did a lot of palace of the dead levels 51 through 60 a lot of that like a really large amount and then um, I have a bunch of people in my free company that have that um, like to do the Eureka content, and uh, so um, I started doing Eureka, and like maybe like a couple weeks ago, time has no meaning anymore, so I actually don't know how long ago this ha- this was. Not a fan of Eureka. Not a fan. Um, they took me in and they were like trying to they were like taking me around and I didn't really understand what was happening but I got a few levels under my belt and then I wanted to go back so my friend took me back and I got a few more levels under my belt but I still like really didn't understand what was happening and then on on like Thursday and Friday I just went into Eureka and I just spent like literally the entire day there and I figured out and um, someone who's in my free company who does voice chat all the time went into voice chat with me. And basically, I finally, like, got everything explained to me. I understood what was going on. I understood, like, the quest lines, the plot, the metagaming, like, all of the all of the different things, what the purpose of it is, and all this different stuff about Eureka. So I finally, like, understand what's happening 
in Eureka. And I think that's interesting to me because my understanding is that um, the Eureka content is basically what Final Fantasy XI was, more or less. Yeah. It has some uh, similarities, yes. Well, at least old Final Fantasy XI. That's like the first three years of it because right. things really started changing later. Right. But yeah, the tedious grind is definitely there. Yeah. But I thought it was a lot of fun and I thought it was really interesting. And there are definitely some mechanics, you know, to learn. And there's a lot of different stuff to do. And so it's kind of, um, it's kind of interesting because, um, you can do it just like straight or whatever. But I mean, basically I leveled up. There's four, five, four, four parts of Eureka, Animos, Pagos, Pyros, and Hydratos. Mm. I said that as a question, but I'm actually telling you. Um, and then I, I made it basically through the first one through Animos. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was interesting. And like this whole idea that there's a mini game and I, and we discussed this before, but this whole idea that there's a mini game inside of my game is kind of crazy to me and not just a mini game, but like a hundred hour mini game for what basically amounts to glamour items. Yeah. Because you can make yourself really powerful in that area through those items. Mm -hmm. But when you take them out to back into the regular game, they just look awesome. They're not necessarily better than your other stuff you have already. Oh no, because all that stuff technically level 70, right? Yes, technically. It's like I would... I wish I could feel your, like, love and hype, but I spent mm-hmm. so much time playing that's, like, the 11 type of game, mm-hmm. you know? That, and I was so glad when 14 came out fixed. Right. And it wasn't that slow slog. Right. But I can see how having that as an alternative, like you said, mm-hmm. like a miniature game inside the mm-hmm. game, makes it, could make it more digestible. Right. Because that's not the whole game. No, if this I was... I leave. Right. If this was all that there was, it would be annoying AF. But, and I also think because it's it's also instanced, like I'm trying, I know that you don't really want a full explanation of it because you're not that interested. I will go there eventually, but the podcast might not be the best time to explain right. it to me. Right. Because I need to take notes, I'm sure. Sure, certainly, but um, but but what I will say is that it's instanced, and so um, so you can send tells to other people that are in it with you. So it's good to go with friends because you can, even though you're basically cut off from the outside world while you're in there, like a like you're in a dungeon. If you go in there with a friend, you can still have, you know, your normal conversations about whatever that you have while you're doing stuff. Well, you can still talk to your free company too, right? Yes, of course, but okay. But you know, sometimes you want to discuss, you know, certain things, but you can't. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> if you want to talk trash about someone who's in your party with you, <laughs> then you do it. Let their shame weigh them down, and then once that weight considered a burden you kick them from the party <laughs> <laughs> well usually because everyone's carrying me around 
I really don't want to be like that red mage won't show. Oh, also 99% of the people in Eureka are red mages. Why is that? Because as a red mage, you can raise right. and people are constantly dropping dead from being under leveled. So you can DPS and also race. Well, heck, so can summoners. I don't understand why this is so. I'm just saying that like right. 99% of the people who are there are red mages. I mean, true red mage is stylish. The I'm... combos look nice. Their artifact armor looks swanky, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, to each their own, I suppose. Now you don't have to wait for your, um... What's it, um... Try disaster to be up to spread... Mm-hmm. Damage, you can just, you know, do your red mage rotations of wind and fire? Is it wind and fire? Uh, no. I don't know one of them's wind. I think it's wind, it's... lightning, wind and thunder, which turns into fire yeah. and ice or something? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a red mage. I haven't been one in a minute. But uh, as a red mage, you can apparently cast Vercure, Verace, Verace again. Mm-hmm. And then start over. And so a lot of people also use this area to get their achievements for kindness of strangers. That makes sense. And you uh, remind me of Varese would put them above summoners because if you don't have instant cast up mm-hmm. or quick cast, it takes a full, like, what, 30 seconds to cast Raze? Forever. But and like eternity. A mage, you can cast something like um, their one little spark attack or heal, mm-hmm. and then the next cast is instant, so it's like, boom, raise, boom, raise. So yeah, I get yeah. that. That yeah. makes sense. But yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. So, I spent a lot of time doing that. Exploring, um, also other social aspects of the game. And I think that that's, um, interesting as well. Yeah, I need to get more social, but strangely enough, in this MMO, I'm fairly closed off. I guess just like uh, in real life, it, it takes me a while to warm up to people. Mm-hmm. And I can't warm up to these people because they are faceless, voiceless phantoms to mm-hmm. me. Because unlike you, I don't get on Discord. Not usually. I only Discord when I'm raiding. When mm-hmm. I do raid. For instruction. Uh-huh. But it's like, I'm not really a you know, chit-chatter. True. True. Um, I, I, you know, for me, I think what actually of everything that I, of all of the content that I've done, and we've discussed this maybe even on the podcast, um, but of all the content that I've done, the one thing that helped me make the friends the most was, um, trying to get a house was house camping. It's just strange that these people would be so nice about it. Well, apparently it's me. Apparently, I'm the one who's strangely nice about it, and people get caught up in my web of niceness. <laughs> because I've ha- been at numerous house camps where people have made comments about how no one is this nice. It is a little weird. But was my a toxic, freaking fist fight when I was looking for my housing back in the day. It, and it and it definitely can be, uh, apparently. And there's one guy that I've seen that um, they told me that he used some really nasty curse words, which I'm just going to guess also maybe regional, that the region that he's from uses that particular word often, but it's not used in the United States often. I'm sure you can guess what word I'm talking about. Oh, it was getting more popular. Yes. I mean, pro- uh, yes, but I, think I don't know. I think it's a great, powerful word. 
I think that um, it's definitely used for shock factor. And they were really upset with this person. And then they showed up at several house camps after, like, they told me about this guy, presumably, or mm-hmm. lady, I don't know. But they play as a male, with a male avatar. And then he showed up at several house camps I was, I was at afterwards, but never used that word again. And also never called anyone a whore bunny, <laughs> which I was glad for, because nothing will make me go off on somebody faster than being mean to my friends. As a Lala fell, it is my sworn duty to protect all of the larger people around me. <laughs> I find it funny how we, um, we're playing the same game, but our play styles are night and day. It's true. You know, you're being super social, getting things done, helping out others. I'm brooding in a corner, snapping and tells at people in the free company who aren't following the rules. As an officer, you know, people are like, oh, I hate this little fell. I mean, I do that. But at the same time, we're both having fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, someone put a request in uh, our content channel on our Discord, and I private messaged them about it. And I was like, hey, you know, what are you looking for? What kind of help you need? When are you going to be online? When I can help you? And then after I buttered them up real nice, I was like, also, that's not a content request. You need to put that in farming requests. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like... I was genuine about wanting to help them, but, uh, they, I, and I told, and I said it very diffidently because, you know, as a woman, I've been socialized to never say anything forcefully because otherwise I'll be a bitch, but, um, but that's a different podcast altogether. That's Katie, Katie's feminist rant podcast. (laughs) Um, but, uh, but, um, uh, but yeah, and, and and you know what? They were like, "That's cool." They're like, "I actually already deleted my request, anyways." And then I'm pretty sure they did that content request by themselves. Mm, all right. But that was their own choice. Right. So, like, I had a little bit of an officer moment where somebody was pretty much. They're talking spoilers, right? Uh huh. But it was one of those things where it kind of came out matter of factly. Mm hmm. And um, usually I wouldn't mind, but we have some low-level people on who hadn't gotten to that part. So they're like, right. oh, that person dies? Oh, no. Yeah. And, you know, we kind of played it off. And at the time, because it was like 1 a.m., I'm usually mm-hmm. asleep. Mm-hmm. But I happened to be up. And I was the only officer online. Uh-huh. So as, you know, mean and nasty and vitriolic as I can be, uh-huh. as an officer, I, I try to be very neutral. Uh-huh. So I just sent him a text, you know, uh-huh. a private tale, that, like, hey... What's up, you know? Mm-hmm. Could you please watch for spoilers, for content, you know, uh-huh. for newer players so, so it doesn't get ruined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things. I, I know it wasn't, like I, I said, it wasn't like something huge and the way they said it was uh-huh. a conversation. So I appreciate it. And the thing is, they didn't say anything back to me, right? Oh, no. Mm-mm. And I was like, whatever. But then 20 minutes later, I noticed they're still, like, talking in the free company. Uh-huh. And here's my thing. I, uh, power goes to my head really quick, <laughs> which is why I'm not a free company leader, <laughs> because it's going to be my way or the fucking highway. Right. So I was like, all right. Oh God, you would have kicked me out of your free company so long ago. Maybe. And so my second message at the 20 minutes was like, okay, don't ignore me. 
You know? Uh-huh. First off, it's like, don't ignore me. I'm just letting you know, but I need a yes or no on this. Make sure we understand. Uh-huh. As the only officer online at the moment, uh-huh. you know? I let them know. It wasn't just, you know, a free company member like, hey, don't be me. It's like, as an officer, the third in command around here, it's my job, you know, that stuff gets spoiled and that we have an understanding. Right. So are we cool? And they said something, they didn't say yes or no, but they said something back mm-hmm. that was kind of, I don't know, like, you know, it was, uh-huh. it was something weird, but they responded. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right, I think that's we understand each other. Have a nice day. Be as you were. You know? Uh-huh. But it's like, <laughs> I can feel my, my privilege of being an officer uh-huh. bubbling up. Mm-hmm. Do I like to kick people? Yes. Do I like to kick people for no reason? No. Um, like, I prefer you do some. You actually break the rule mm-hmm. and be like a prick about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not just gonna you know start booting people because mm-hmm. like, come on, mm-hmm. you're not gonna have a free company if you know people are getting kicked out over a bunch of little shit. It's true. It's true. We have a lot of really interesting power dynamics in our free company, um, and. Uh, I'm not ashamed to say that I am the second oldest person in our free company. And sometimes Mama Katie comes out. But I'm not interested in playing a game where I have to be Mama Katie all the time. So that's part of the reason why I'm a Lala Phil. Mm -hmm. Because I'm I'm automatically someone that has to be protected. I mean, and you're laughing, but you know it's true. Not my free company, so well, no, like, but it's like so it's kind of hard to me. But to... we have a, I don't know, we have um, we have a really different power dynamic in our free company than you do in yours. I think you do. We no, we really do, which I'm not gonna go into, but um, because I think that that's more private. But um, for the sake of the people who are in my free company, not as opposed to my own, but but uh, most of the officers in our free company either go to bed. At like 11 o'clock at night. Which is reasonable. Which is a reasonable time. But we do have several newer West Coast members. Um, and uh, so... What's that, uh, a three hour difference? Yeah, so that's only 8 p.m. for them. Right. And we have other people who stay up all night for no reason like me. Mm. And so, you know, after 11 or 12, sometimes there's no one online who's in charge but me. And so I have definitely um, one of our newer people who's not the furthest behind in storyline was like, oh, I, you know, and we've been like cheering because she was running roulettes every day and had a level 75 character, but hadn't yet finished Realm Reborn. That sounds about right. And we were like, no, child. She's not really a child, but I'm like, no child, you have to, you have to finish MSQ. Come on. You and your abbreviations. You have to finish main story. Come on. There we go. Yeah. It's like, it's like play the game. Yeah. Play the game. So, I mean, but she is by doing, you know, roulettes and I get it. I get it. I, I totally do. But, um, so she finally finished it and then she was like, I can't, be-, and she just put in free company chat. I can't believe that so-and-so died. And I was like, shut up. 
<laughs> I just put in free company chat. And this is how um, our free company leader handles it if someone does that. And one, because one day I logged on and the first thing I saw was him saying that. And I was like, oh, thank God I missed whatever that was because I was not very far in the story. But um, so I've seen it and I just said, please, no story spoilers in free company chat. If you want to talk about it, you know, DM me. It's fine. Right. But I know that um, I belong to. I belong to a link shell. And so when, and there, and everyone in the link shell is further ahead than me. So for me, when I was going through it, if I had a moment like that, I would just type it into the link shell and sometimes they would respond and sometimes they wouldn't and it didn't matter. But, um, but I get it. You, you have these big things that happen. A uh, story spoiler for final fantasy 14. It's going to be like, one second but she was it was when um Momberta died and um she was like I can't believe that this person died she's like I loved her it's like shut up shut up shut up you know and then I and then I you know I said no you know no spoilers please and then I just put and then I just put don't ever love anyone in this game <laughs> and then someone else like these three people all joined they had a free company that they started together because they were friends and they realized they needed a real free company. So they dissolved their free company, joined our free company together. And then they have a fourth friend that also joined Mm -hmm. off of them. But the three of them are the main three. And the three of them were like, Oh, is this about to get GOT style up in here? And I was like, worse. Oh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. You and your abbreviations. (laughs) GOT is just like a normal Game of Thrones abbreviation, a guy. If if you say that, I've never said it. I mean, it's true, but... um, At first I was thinking, it's like, God of War? What? You know? It's like, no, it's not. It's a W. um, I mean, for the most part, not a whole, like, sack full of people die in 14. No, 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 but it's only people that you love. That's true. I said Mom Breeder or whatever her name was. Right. I didn't hate her. I didn't love her. I thought she was okay, you know? Well, I, I thought was like, she was okay. going to be a love... Int- okay, these are more Final Fantasy fourteen spoilers, but... I mean, hopefully by now it's you'd already know this. Well, if but, you're um, love interest thing, that's not really a spoiler. I No, I was hoping that she would be a love interest for Oriange. Right. I don't know, you seem kind of uh, taken aback by her. And her forceful nature. Yeah, definitely. Seems like he's more interested in research than anything else. You know, he's very asexual. Well, uh, yeah, I guess so. Well, to me, it comes off that because he's not, you know, showing interest. But in the world of Final Fantasy XIV, not a lot of NPCs and characters really do. No, not at all. I think the most obvious is Thancred from Infilia. Right, but even so, still they kind of retcon that into a more parental type love. Well, that's because it's not the same person, you know. Yes, but yes, but yes, yeah. Because he still yeah. feels it for like re- like Menphilia. Right. But yeah, you know, she ain't really around, and the um, eh, spoiler, you know. It's, right. It's, it is. It's not because if you're a shadow bringers it's, it starts fairly early but i won't get into it but essentially if you've ever seen the opening cg the girl he's with who looks like menphilia uh-huh. you know right 
that he calls Menphelia. Exactly. Who he's raising there because, you know, she doesn't really have, like, a father figure. So, yeah, it's like he's that romantically inclined towards her. Right. But, yeah, he's full of a bunch of, um, uh, what do you call it? Like, confusing feelings because, like, oh, God, you know? But he's taking care of her. And, you know, it's kind of sweet. I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> but, you know, he's got this uh, attachment. She wants to go off and become an oracle of light and, I don't know, explode or whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever that is. Hot take, I don't like Benfilia. I'm glad she's not around. Hot take, I complained about her outfit every single day. Mm-hmm. For three months. Hot take. I wanted to hit her in the throat. <laughs> Hot take. I wasn't sad when she <laughs> disappeared. <laughs> Hot take. When I went back to the Siren Sands and there's all that blood, I was hoping hers was among them. <laughs> oh, God. That's not a hot take. That's a spicy take. <laughs> yeah. But no. Instead, my uh, NPC Lollafell guards bit the bullet. I know? thought you were about to say somebody else. I don't remember that one's name. I know you're talking about like this one. Yes, that, dude. Like uh, the way Rome Reborn like kind of concluded its main story. Uh huh. From that moment on, I was so pissed that they do that to me and my things. That for the rest of the game, storming all the castrums and stuff, I was in a foul mood. Mm-hmm. In a good way, you know. So I felt good taking it to the Garleans, man. Breaking their ultimate weapon, you know, beating uh, Gaius von Balzerger or whatever his name is. Gaius. And again, I like a game that can give me a little bit of an emotional push like that. I was like, no, I'm mad. I'm going to destroy everything you've built up now. Good job. Mm-hmm. Though, honestly, I didn't hate uh, Zenos like that. I mean, he's a prick, but, mm, you know, just, mm. I think he's, uh, as time goes on, I think he's becoming a better villain. He's definitely interesting, you know, so I'm glad, um, I'm glad, glad Zenos is in my life, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I want to see where this is going. I like Crazy Eyeliner Man. Oh, oh, oh. I'm glad that they... I'm glad that they, like, have a villain that's not just trying to, like, perpetrate logical fallacies in order to, in order to, like, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Help me out here. Uh, 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 um, rationalize. Uh. The things that he does. Like Varys. What was that again? The Emperor. Oh, yeah. I mean, I get what he wants. It's just the way, like, um, he's, he's piggybacking, stopping the primals on, uh, you know, empires are great. You guys just submit to us, you know? Uh-huh. I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> but he's right. You know, it's like people can stop summoning primals because it's fucking up the etheric flow. You know, they're god monsters that kill mm-hmm. people. And I'm like, you're not wrong. He's like, no, submit to the Empire. Be our slaves. I'm like, well, I don't like that. How about I fight you in one-on-one combat and murder you? How about that? He's like, nah, we're not doing that. He's like, why, well, you don't want to fight the warrior of light, the immortal? 
What's, what are you scared of? It's <laughs> true. Do I just keep getting up until I beat you? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a video game? Yeah. I can't wait. The rumor is that the next expansion will probably take us. Well, we thought Shadowbringer was going to take us over to Garmald. Because, you know, at the time Alphanal was over there. I think. Right. Garlemald. Mm hmm. I don't know why I say everything with a French accent. Is that uh, is that because of Ishtola? Yeah. Who can who can really say? But I know eventually there our quest will probably take us over there. It has to. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to that. I think it'll be like Final Fantasy Six. I, I imagine Ooh. it's a cold place. Uh huh. Because I think the one time we see it wasn't it snowy with like furnaces uh -huh. and stuff. So it makes me think of the Mines of Narsha at the beginning of Six, which isn't the mm -hmm. same thing. But I think Magitek Empire, because you're mm -hmm. in Magitek Armor right. at the time, it's a Steam-like town. Right. I want my Six remake. You Give know. me my Six remake. You saw what they did the Seven. Do you Give want Six? Give me my, my sprite-based remake that plays like a dream and isn't clunky. No, what you'll get is a reimagining mm. as a 3D brawler. Cry, cry, uh, where you change cry. the story and start making shit up. Uh huh. Tara won't be an esper; she'll be like half dog. Oh. You know, and Celeste. Oh. Like, well, we can't have her in this uh, leotard with shoulder pads. That's not appropriate. So she'll be wearing a tracksuit. You know, Edgar and Sabin's like, no, we can't have these muscular white dudes. Uh, We'll change them up. Turn them into Wayfish Vaughn-like boys from Final Fantasy XII. Cries because it's too true. Exactly. And I was like, I would love to see it brought back in some way, but I don't trust them to do it. It's true. That's about our time, huh? It's about our time. It's about our time. I uh, I just want to say I appreciate all the emails that we haven't gotten. <laughs> and uh, if you do want to hear us discuss... A different game you want us to play a different game i will be more than happy to do so and review it for you or discuss it mm -hmm. for you please email us at a lo-fi podcast 20 at gmail.com a lo-fi podcast 20 at gmail.com and uh as always thank you for listening oh no i'm yawning this I mean, has been katie and this is a guy and you have a great week peace